Good evening, Eretsu. It is I, Mardin, and welcome to the Gulam Arcana Podcast. This episode is made possible thanks to a listener like you. I realized in the hubbub of the sad announcement of the game's discontinuation that I hadn't covered the last update from the Herald of Iretsu uh, because that was unfortunately published the same time as the sad announcement itself. So tonight I would like to recap the second Herald of Iretsu uh, posting describing the situation of various battlefronts as they stood at the end of the last block of league play which used loyalty choice data to influence the living world. And it's a bit of a bitter note because that story won't be continued, but I figured it was worth noting nevertheless uh, where things stood in terms of the living world and its progress when the game came to a halt officially. So, I will follow the order of the fronts given in that last update post from the Herald of Iretsu. And we begin with the line, the border between the Durrani homeland and the Gudana Dominion. It continued to be the epicenter of the renewed fighting between the two major geopolitical players of the continent. And I'm sad to report Rudatha was prevailing on that front, overall at least, uh, and that the course of the battle at the line is not looking particularly good for the Empire. Meanwhile, on the Empire's northern front, the conflict with the northern Urgul was determined based on the results of battles between Durrani forces and armies loyal to Isvari. To quote the Herald, the North is no longer under the Empire's control, which certainly does not sound good either. Um, However, it's worth noting it's not a complete rout in the North when you look at the actual battle numbers, but uh, we do see fairly even number of wins on both sides with Isvari gaining some ground. So... The Herald's proclamation on this point uh, isn't to say the Empire has been defeated in the north, but that battle has erupted uh, in a much more widespread fashion, and the Durrani presence there is no longer able to keep the peace in what had been regarded as its uh, vague territory. Meanwhile, on the pirate island Tarkara, the battles are determined by the results of armies loyal to Sudamra versus those loyal to Vanya versus those loyal to Nandana. So in this three-way conflict, somehow Nandana unexpectedly surged back from the brink of seemingly certain defeat and now seems still able to contest the island. Uh, Apparently this was the result of another of her personally led charges, much like the one we saw in the 11th hour during the onset of the fighting at the line, uh, where her own charge uh, gave her the edge she needed to secure a overall victory in that battle. Fighting mainly was between Sudamra and Nandana here, uh, 
And for my mercenary listeners, I feel it's worth pointing out the untamed uh, who are participating in significantly fewer battles on this front could have, if they'd had the chance, decided the victor at Tarkara if they were to have fought in a more concerted way. In the Wildwood, we have battles between Vanya and the Durrani, Isvari, and Rudatha. Mostly, the Great Weald has the Wildwood back under its control. The Durrani invasion force is all but gone, mostly deployed on the Empire's other fronts. Uh, and Urugal raids continue, as do incursions by Rudatha's Gudana forces. The Herald's report implies Rudatha's still after something in the Wildwood. You may recall his presence there ultimately resulted in the capture of some mystical intelligence from the runes uh, of the Mahatavi, but it seems likely he may have ordered the continued presence of his agents in the Wildwood to search for additional information that might help him interpret those runes or add to whatever it was exactly he may have gained from that theft of the Zikia's mystic cultural heritage from their world tree. Elsewhere, in the glades of Kacha, we have the battles between Isvari and both Gudana forces. The fighting here has intensified. It remains pretty close in terms of the numbers of wins, but Isvari is winning a few more battles, which seems to suggest she's making slow, inexorable, perhaps, progress toward Prishta in her campaign to bring down the world, beginning with the Gudana. In the Empire, we have the Durrani unrest reflected in battles between armies loyal to Dazra on the one hand and Sudama on the other. At 22 to 21 wins in favor of Dazra, the Herald declares she has put a stop to the advance of the civil unrest in the Empire, having finally rallied her loyalists to stand up and repel the uh, insurgents from the south. However, she has not expelled them, and we are not mistaken to regard the Empire as still in a state of disturbance, if not indeed on the brink of a true civil war. Speaking of which, things are not all rosy in the Dominion either. In battles between Nandana and Rudatha, we found more internal skirmishing, even as the Dominion's wars expanded uh, across the continent. Rudatha's troops still hold a small advantage in those skirmishes, but it's a close contest when they do break out. And again, these battles are just between commanders loyal to one of the royal siblings or another. Rudatha and Nandana themselves are not openly in conflict with each other, but the condition of their troops and their tendency to indulge in this sort of infighting can't help but be seen as potentially reflective of how things might go if open aggression were to break out between them in a contest for the saddle throne. 
So, with the Herald of Iretsu's final report, we see a picture of disorder across Iretsu. Sadly, not a picture to be resolved, at least in the foreseeable future. Even so, this campaign was fine evidence of how living world storytelling can work and begin to develop when the technology is there to use game data to create narrative in the way Golem Arcana did. And while it's definitely unfortunate that however the game continues on, it won't effectively be able to continue this particular aspect of what it had to offer, it was still uh, quite excellent to see the development of the game's world really taking place on the tabletops where the games were played while it lasted. And I do sincerely hope that Iretsu's setting and story will be revisited in some way in some future where uh, the property is revisited in some form or another. In the meantime, the story can continue, uh, at least in our imaginations, as our games progress uh, in the game's afterlife. And if nothing else, we have a rich background to draw on to create narrative framing and staging for the games we will continue to play. All right, that is all for this evening. As always, you can keep up with me on Twitter at Mardinovchatsuk, on Tumblr at mardinovchatsuk.tumblr.com, and of course, on the Golem Arcana forum. Many thanks for listening, Iretsu, and once again, good evening. Good evening.